time to let it all go LFA family this is the time to to worship give your thank thankfulness and your your love towards God look to the sky ladies and gentlemen bow your heads and let's pray for all those that need prayers and help in our chat around the world here we go
yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is like holy water on my skin. The forgiveness, the grace, and the mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Like honey on my skin, like the sweetest sound to my ears. Uh, there's no, there's nothing you can, there's no word. There's no human word that I know of uh, to describe the relationship that you uh, have with Jesus. It is unimaginable. Um, it is indescribable. Um, and you have to s experience it to know the feeling. Again, if you can come up with a word, uh, I can't come up with a word. I mean, I can say exciting. I can say miraculous. I can say stupendous. I can say nirvana. I mean, whatever whatever word I, I, I can think of, it, it does not describe what it's like to walk with Jesus. And it's really hard to explain this uh, to your, you know, your secular friends and family who either won't, because of whatever reason, immerse themselves in the word of God or, um, you know, they don't have the right support or the right people to, that they can relate to so that they can understand that, that the only way to get this feeling is to, is to become, a, you know, get into a personal relationship with Jesus. I wish, I wish I could just press a button and everybody would have that ability, you know, but it takes, it takes time and it takes work and it takes effort like any relationship. You don't, uh, you don't meet somebody and then say, and then, the, and then, you know, a, a day later say, Hey, you want to get married and spend the rest of our lives together? No, you, you, you nurture that relationship and you spend time with that person in order to see if you guys are going to be a good fit for each other. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing with Jesus. S. Corer says, Jeremy, I need a men's Bible for my brother. I've been witnessing to him, and I can see the Holy Spirit working on him. Go to JeremyHarrell.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page where it says, um, uh, submit a request for a new Bible. And in that, you can submit your request. It goes uh, to a complete, it goes to an actual specific, uh, you know, designated centralized spot where we can actually put it all together for you. So it's that simple. And you can also put in the notes section uh, what kind of Bible that you would like. And if we have it, we'll get it right out to you, okay? You can go there today, right now, and do that. Uh, we thank you, Jesus, for your ultimate sacrifice, says Kalia. We are so unworthy of your taking on our sins, your love and grace. Thank you for saving us and for the forgiveness. We rebuke Satan in Jesus' name. What a great way to start the show. What a great way to start the show. We're going to go to prayer right now, folks. We're going to ask God to bless this show, bless this message, uh, bless uh, myself and, and, and everybody working here at LFA TV that we can continue um, physically, spiritually, and financially continuing to bring you guys daily content. So far, so good. Uh, Jeremy, do you need more Bibles? Always, always. If you guys have extra Bibles kicking around, send them here. Send them to us. If we, can't get, if we can't send them out the door in the mail, then we'll give them to people on the streets. Send them to us. We always like to keep 1,000 Bibles on hand. Okay, and we got about 1,000 Bibles on hand at all the time. Let's go to prayer, and then I want to read a letter to you guys, a personal letter that was written to me and sent to me that we got yesterday, okay? So if you're wearing a hat, please remove your hat. If you're not wearing a hat, I guess you don't need to worry about it. Uh, but I would ask that everybody just quiets down and let's say a prayer. Uh, to God, because it's the least we can do for the great breath in our lungs, right? Father God in heaven, we thank you so very much 
for this 24 hours, this day that you give us for the, for the understanding and the wisdom to, uh, to know the difference between right and wrong. We thank you that you've given us a path and a map in order to walk that path and not veer from that path. We thank you that you send uh, Jesus or the Holy Spirit or a representative somehow, some way to pull us back onto that path that you've mapped out for us. We thank you for that as well, Lord. We, uh, we ask you to bless every soul that is tuning into the show today. We ask that every soul that received the morning newsletter, share that morning newsletter to 10 people. If you're going to spread the gospel, there's no better way to do it, no faster and quicker way to do that than the digital technology that you've given us, Lord, and we thank you for that. Because the more we do that, the more confidence that we are building, heavenly confidence, heavenly courage to go out there and witness to people in the flesh. Because we know that that's the way to do it. But we thank you for all of the time, all of the ways that you give us to uh, to share your word and to spread the seeds of of the truth of the good news. And we ask that you bless this show and this network. We ask that you bless the people that need help financially, spiritually and physically in our audience as we can't get to everyone. Lord, you are so merciful and you are so gracious to all of us who just don't deserve it. And for that, Lord, we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Jeremy, I commented on Isabella's podcast yesterday about using God's name in vain. That's good. Did she use the Lord's name in vain? Well, I'll tell you what. She's a new Christian. She's just recently come to know Christ, and she's got a long journey to go. I still have a long journey to go. So I'm glad that you are one of those people that say, you know what? Instead of not listening because they say things that I might not like to hear, they're here for a reason. They're truthful people. They're God-fearing, and they're on their journey with Jesus. So it's great that you were able to go in there and mention that. And I pray that she saw it. I witness to the, to the LFA TV hosts. I tell them in our group chat how much God loves them and how much God brought them in and, and, and the way that God brought them here and why they're here. And they're growing. And you can see the growth in them. It, it is remarkable. So I want to thank you for that. I put a Bible request in Steps Comment. Steps in comments. Okay, cool. Great. Good morning, M.D. Norton. Well, I want to actually say something to M.D. Norton. I do. Uh, As you know, M.D. Norton and myself had a little bit of a a, a tiff the other day. Not even a tiff, just a a little bit of a, uh, you know, disagreement. And I actually thought of M.D. Sauce Norton, Dr. Sauce Norton, today when I was doing the the morning newsletter. And I want to read for you just quickly what I wrote here, because I was thinking of him when I said said it. Um, Well, you know what? I'll read it a little later, but I, I can't find it at this very moment. But it basically, uh, you know, talking about apologizing to each other for the offenses that you've made and then accepting those apologies so that we can push past any kind of difference or divide 
that might be causing us to not pray together. Right? Because there's, there, I mean, it doesn't just say where there are two more uh, gathered in God's name, God dwells there too. There's not, it doesn't just say that just to say it. It's for a reason. And we're supposed to pray together. We're supposed to pray together. And if there's any kind of offense that we cause each other, whether advertently or inadvertently, and we're aware of that, it is our job, and I'm going to talk about that today in, in today's newsletter, to say we're sorry, even if we don't think it was that much of an offense, if somebody else took offense to that and they're a brother and sister in Christ, it is very important for us to do that so we can get back to praising God together. Larry, really, are we going to dig this up again? No, not at all. So calm down, Larry. Stop putting the, the cart in front of the horse, or you and I are going to have a tip this morning. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just saying I was thinking of that because this is how we grow in God. We think about the things that we did or didn't do, and uh, we, you know, we correct them and we try to be a better person. So that's what the morning newsletter is about this morning is praying together. And the only reason the way to pray together is to put aside any offenses or any problems that might be in between two people. So, you know, this is God answering questions uh, that we may have had two or three days ago, and I think it's great. I want to read this letter to you that came in to me today to start the show if I could. Thank you, CQ. I'm glad God convicted your heart, Jeremy. He does. He has a way of doing that, doesn't he? And I told you, I said, if I'm wrong, I'm sure God will tell me I'm wrong. And I will let you know if he does. And boy, did he ever. Boy, did he ever. I want to read this letter to you. As a young man, my husband experienced unkind behavior and comments from other so-called Christians. He had been active in our church where he was a charter member. I want you guys to try not to uh, get too busy in the chat. I really want you to hear this letter, okay? That all ended, and he never went back to church because of other Christians' nasty comments to him over and over again. This is, some, this is a problem within the church. Never went back to church. Most of the years we were married, I prayed that Rick would turn back to fellowship in our church. Then I began to earnestly pray, God, please bring a man into Rick's life who, will listen, who he will listen to and grow in faith. Who knew that it would be you, Jeremy? Every day we had lunch together for your 11 a.m. program and dinner together for your 5 p.m. program. Each time I was so happy to hear him pay the, uh, pray the Lord's Prayer and sometimes we even held hands. Rick very much appreciated your truthful reporting and liked the way you interviewed candidates. As time went on, I began to see Rick soften and sometimes even cry. I love you, M.D. Norton. Thank you. I have not seen your email yet, but I will look for it. Love you, brother. And sometimes even cry. Encouraged by your reference to scripture, Rick began to ask me about the Bible, which I studied every day. Wow. Oh, how I thanked God for this amazing answer to all my prayers. Rick's faith was returned and is growing. Thanks to you following God's calling. During October and November of 2022, our children and I noticed a dramatic decline. 
We did have a nice Thanksgiving and Christmas. First week of January 2023, we both had sinus issues and a cough. During the week, our old furnace broke down. Praise God we had an attached living room with an electric heat. Our son came and helped arrange an inspection. The damage was bad. So we had to make plans to replace the furnace. It took several weeks for the parts to arrive. By January 17th, Rick was the most depressed and discouraged than he'd ever than I'd ever seen. With help from me, he got dressed and welcomed our grandchildren when they came to visit. Saturday, January 21st was a very sweet God-ordained day. Just three days later, on the evening of the 24th, things changed, and I called our kids to please come. Our daughter experienced divine help as she arranged a flight from Florida to Baltimore, rented a car, and arrived at 2 a.m. Wednesday the 25th, we all agreed it was time to call a hospice for medical evaluation and care. We honored Rick's wishes to be at home. No extreme measures. He's so peaceful now. Resting in bed in his house with his cat by his side. In the early hours of January 27th, our daughter lay beside him just 10 minutes before he breathed his last breath. We all felt Jesus' presence. We three were at peace. Please know the important spiritual part that LFA TV played in bringing Rick back to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Rhea. I'm going to pull up the rumble chat here for a minute while I collect myself. I was laying next to my first husband when he died. My sister sitting in the room with us. Tears in my eyes. LFA is here for everyone. That needs a shoulder and a friend. Karen Ma says, Jeremy, I love you. Grateful for your true appreciate and truly appreciate you in this family. I'm so humbled. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. My heart. My husband fell to his knees crying. The Holy Spirit is working. A true testimony of God. Jesus, please comfort this family. Amen. I have a neighbor whose daughter was young. Her teacher made fun of her shoes 
hurt her very badly. She never went back to church. Now she's a young mother who left her children for a man. That was intense. You are something special. It's definitely God's work. More people are going to come this way. So, stuff like this has been happening for about two years now here. And uh, what do you say to somebody, you know? Hey, what do you say to somebody that has somebody pass away like that but came back to God right before it happened? I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a miracle. And B, what do you say to somebody who tells you that you're the reason that somebody was saved before they died? What do you say to that? Liberty Girl says, have you all seen the Ashbury University revival? Yes, I have, and we're going to be talking about it today. We're going to be talking about it today. Bad Moon, thank you. He said it's already been said. There you go. It's already been said. All I know is this. Live from America and giving the honor to God before every show for the last two and a half years paved the way for Rise Up. And I didn't want to do this show. Even though I'm a believer in God, I didn't want to add this into the mix. But boy, am I glad that I did. Boy, am I glad that I did. I just want to say that was a beautiful testimony. And I am so very happy that you are going to be able to be with Rick in heaven. When so much of your life you thought you weren't going to be able to. And now you get to be. How, how great is that? Folks, we're going to go right to one-minute prayer for dads as I try to collect myself here. Um, and since today's newsletter is going to be... <laughs> Producer Eli. <laughs> oh, man. I got to stop that. Since today's newsletter is all about prayer and praying together. Bruce Carroll says, I'm glad I'm still here, Jeremy. I almost lost faith. I'm so glad you didn't. I am so glad you didn't. Since we're all talking about prayer, please tear in your books. If you have one minute prayer for dads. Please turn your book to page 27, okay? Page 27, Psalm 6, 9. One of the primary duties of any Christian dad is to regularly intercede for his children. The actual verse of Psalm, 69, uh, Psalm 6, 9 says, The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayer. And one of the primary duties of a Christian dad is to regularly intercede for his children. 
We pray for their well-being, their physical health, their future, their friends, and anything else that concerns them. This is a great privilege that we must not pass up. Make time to pray for your kids daily, individually, and by name. Make it personal. If I'm sitting with my kids, praying all together is great and wonderful. But taking one of them aside, taking my daughter Shaylin aside and putting my hand on her head as her father and praying in the name of Jesus to protect Shaylin and to guide Shaylin. That is so powerful because you make it personal. That personal relationship that we are supposed to have with God by praying with your kids, using their names and using Jesus's name in the relationship that they're going to be with him forever and ever and ever. I can tell you folks that is more powerful than anything you can ever imagine. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being a praying dad. I have faith in you, not only as my Savior, but as my Heavenly Father, my Counselor, my Helper, my everything. I have faith that you hear and answer my every prayer, especially my every paternal prayer on behalf of my children. Give me fatherly wisdom today. Help me express love to my children and help me to make them surrender to your care as their ultimate father, even beyond me. Yamane one says, there's no, there's no hurt like church hurt. Amen. I praise you, Father, for hearing and accepting my prayer. Now, what kind of a God-fearing LFA family would we be if we allowed strife and division to come in in the name of how we see a certain political situation or even a certain biblical situation like we had occur the other day. You see, what happened was I saw something in the chat that I didn't like because that person saw something that they didn't like. So because I saw something in the chat that I didn't like, I responded in a way that I knew that they wouldn't like. And it was much more than just a friendly disagreement. That's what I'm talking about. So when I brought that up this morning, I wasn't trying to rehash. I was trying to rebuild. Something that I was a part of breaking down. Little David had a project on good habits and bad habits. He wanted to include his dad. I about cried. I asked him in a good habit. He said, I don't know. Asked him a bad habit. He said, and that's where that left off. Kalia said that in the chat. I was just reading that. I wasn't trying to rehash. I'm trying to rebuild because I was convicted over the last three days. That's bothered me for three days, by the way. Two days. That's bothered me. It didn't bother me what was said in the chat. It bothered me the way I reacted to it. What kind of a person does that? Yesterday, my pastor, Pastor Dave, called me for advice, called me for help. Who would have ever thought that a pastor of a church, a great man, 
who is very God, a, a God-fearing and God-loving man, would call me for help, call me for assistance. That made my day. I remember, and I told you guys this story in my old job, not the job that I had before this one, but a job that I had even before that one. I worked at a general, as a general manager for a craft distillery. Some of you don't know this, some of you do. We made bourbon, we made craft whiskeys, and all, all, all kind of stuff. I really found a great joy for the craft of, 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 um, of artisan distillery and distillation. And I can remember standing, and I, and I know some of you know the story, and I, I don't mean to be redundant or anything like that, but for the people who haven't heard it, I remember standing in that building every single day of my life going to work as the general manager of a, of a craft distillery. It would, it's most people's dream jobs. I had people come in every day. How do, you, how do you not just, this is the best job in the world. I'd give my job for this job any day. I had people say that they would have dumped, you know, double figures in income to have that job. It's a great job. It's a fun job. And I hated it. I hated it. I hated it because, not because of the day-to-day operation. That was fun. I hated it because I did not feel like I was living up to what I was meant to be. At that time, I thought I was meant to be some huge rock star, some huge musician, right? That everybody knew. I knew, I thought that what what I was meant to be was for me to become great in the eyes of other people. What I didn't know back then is one, I was right. I wasn't doing what I was meant to be, but two, I was wrong because what I was meant to be was a humble servant, not a pompous, conceited, attention-seeking loser. You think those people at the Grammys and the Oscars are winners because they're rich and they're on TV? No. You're far more rich than they are. Amazing stuff. God, everything that you know and are taught of this world is completely upside down from what God wants you to feel and what God's trying to teach you. It's completely different. Yes, I knew I was meant for so much more, but I had no idea that it was to be a humble servant and to not want the fame and to not want the riches. Who would have ever thought? I just crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Pop up the rumble chat here. God will promote in his time. He sure does. Pastors need someone to help them too. My cousin was a pastor. Yeah, it, it, I, I realized that quite a bit yesterday, to be honest with you. God humbled your heart and gave you LFA. God is He sure did. He sure did. Jeremy, you don't know how much you helped me ever since the show, show began. And thank you very, very much from the bottom of my heart. May the windows of heaven be opened down upon you and Eli for what you do. Well, thank you so very much. Your life was written out before you were born. You are correct. You are correct. Sorry, Jeremy. I finished the text and new message. David said his dad didn't hug him. That's why he likes Mr. Jeremy. His dad didn't hug him? Is David listening right now? David, are you listening right now, buddy? If you are, let me just tell you this. 
You have two fathers. And the one that really matters would never, ever not hug you. That hurts my heart. He is getting dressed. We'll be rewatching. Well, David, this is for you. I know this doesn't make up for your dad not hugging you. And I know it doesn't fill the hole that you must feel for your dad not being there for you and hugging you. Trust me, I know that feeling. My dad didn't want anything to do with me until I was 28 years old. So yes, I know the feeling and I know it hurts. But know this. The father that really matters is hugging you right now. Jesus is in your home right now as you rewatch this video with your mom. And he's hugging you right now. Thousands of people will watch this show by the end of the day, David. Thousands. That's a lot, huh, buddy? It's a lot of people. Every one of those people are thinking about giving you a hug right now. I know I am. So how about this? That's the best hug I can give you, buddy. But we love you. And don't worry. You're doing an amazing, amazing job. Let's move on to the Bible promise book for mornings and evenings. We're going to read from what is titled Anxiety. I'm just reading the chat, you guys. So great. So great. Hugs for David. Everybody, I want everybody in the chat, if you have not done so already, type hugs for David. And you know what? If you could do me a favor, go down to the bottom of this video because the chat will not stay there after the show is done and David will not see this. So please go down to the bottom chat and write hugs for David at the bottom. Everybody right now, all thousand of you, go down to the bottom and write hugs for David because the bottom... Uh, comment section that stays and I want David to see this anxiety by the way I titled today's show where we go one we go all and that has nothing to do with QAnon and that has nothing to do with anything political that has everything to do with brothers and sisters in Christ where we go one we go all but it's all all every bit of it is dependent on us praying together so while we read from this title that's titled anxiety well, prayer is the only thing that's going to get rid of that. So here we go. Yes, I agree. This show is an emotional roller coaster. Trust me. One minute we're laughing, one minute we're crying. I don't know where we go. I don't know where we go. Proverbs twelve twenty five: Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. But a good man, uh, but a good work makes it glad. 
This morning before I went to, came to work, I singled out each one of my children and I said, what did you do yesterday that was godly? A couple of them were like, I'm like, no. What did you do yesterday that was godly? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by godly? What did you do yesterday that was going out of your way, sacrificing your time to help somebody else in the name of God? Not all of them answered. Some of them did. But if there's depression out there, it says a good word makes it glad. Psalm 121, excuse me, 127. Psalm 127. Hold on. Bruce Carroll says, have an appointment with a shrink for my anxiety. Almost lost my faith yesterday, but God showed me the right way. By the way, speaking of shrinks, don't just go to a shrink because that's the title of their job. Go to a Christian-based psychologist or psychi- or, or for any kind of psychiatric or mental help. Go to a Bible-based psychiatrist or psychologist because they will give you, they will turn you to the Word of God. The only thing that's going to get rid of that anxiety, Bruce, is the Word of God. No high-priced psychiatrist or psychologist is going to, unless they're doing it from a biblical point of view. That is something that I can give you with all, with, uh, from my own, uh, my own experience, okay? Just to let you know. Psalm 127, 1 and 2. Without the help of the Lord, it is useless to build a home or guard a city. Oh, we talked about that yesterday, didn't we? Am I my fault? Although that's a good one. But let's read from God's love here on John 16, 27. For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came forth from the Father. Hear that, David? Father loves you. Those who are lucky enough to find someone special to share their lives with enjoy a special gift from God. But every person, but for every person, the love of God is very real and very much freely given. We can be happy because we know that we are loved, that we are loved. Jeremy, I met you in St. Louis and have been listening to you for years. I felt the Holy Spirit on you. I know you are real. And because you believe Hold on, what was that? And because of you, I believe again, and I'm going back to church. Bless, says KMO 6683. I remember meeting you in St. Louis. I remember. I remember everybody that I met. I never forget a face. I forget names, but I never forget a face. I remember every second of every time uh, I met somebody out on the Save America Freedom Tour. I remember every hug. I remember every comment. I remember every conversation. I remember the way we met. I remember the way we left. I remember saying goodbye to each and every one of you. That stuff sticks in my brain. It never goes away. That's, the, that's why this network is growing so fast, guys. That's why. Some men struggle with hugging and such. Yes, they do. Because they think it's not manly. Right? I'm going to tell you this. I've heard is I've heard uh, Anna Perez. Now I'm gonna I want to give you guys a um, I want to give you guys a, a little background on me and Anna. Anna and I are like brother and sister, and we're not even like physically close. We met in in Real America's Voice News, but I look at Anna as like my younger sister. You know what I mean? I saw the way David Brody took her took her under his wing and brought her to Christ, and I feel like David kind of um, 
not in a husband role for that I am for her, but I feel like David kind of walked her down the aisle and then, you know, she became part of LFA and she's in this wonderful, uh, you know, God-fearing, God-loving family. But Anna has made a few comments about men crying. And she doesn't believe that real men should cry. And, I, and, I, and, and I'm not going to paraphrase here because I don't know if she doesn't believe that men should cry ever. But let me just tell you this. Men who, have, who can put their masculinity aside for a minute and be in touch with their Holy Spirit, a, a, a crying man, a weeping man in the, in the eyes of God and for the Holy Spirit and for spiritual reasons is the most beautiful thing that you could ever see in this world. Because it's letting you know that God has touched that man's heart. Now, I understand that in the context in which Anna says these things, like a man shouldn't cry in front of his wife. Isabella said that too. A man shouldn't cry in front of his wife. I agree. A man should be strong and not cry in front of his wife at things that happen in this world that are temporary. But if a man cries in front of his wife or with his wife and they're experiencing a spiritual moment, there's nothing more godly than that. Now, you know that we're starting a new thing here on LFA called Ask LFA, and we're going to have our first experiment with that Saturday morning at 10 a.m. where you're going to see a video of Sean, of uh, Kevin Smith and um, Mike Crispy having a debate, having a, an argument, right? But it was from things that you asked. And I think this is the thing that me and Anna, I think Anna and I should have a show where we uh, debate some certain things because I'd like to bring this up. Uh, to her, and uh, I'd like to help both of us grow in this conversation. That's what's great. You're not going to see any other news network do this. You're not going to see any other news network actually set time aside to debate each other. But the good thing about that is, is it grow, you grow in debate, you grow in discussion. There's a million things I don't know that guess what? Anna can teach me, Mike can teach me. There's things that I can teach them. Do you want to know why? I talked to David Brody this morning, actually, you guys. He's not going to come to LFA. Not right now, anyway. But I talked to David Brody this morning. Do you want to know why everybody here is here? It's not because they're getting paid. I can tell you that. We don't have the money to pay these people a salary. You know what I mean? If a sponsor throws us a little extra money one month and the next month, of course, I, 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 I disperse that. But they're not here because they're getting this, you know, crazy salary. No, they're here because they want to grow. They want to grow something that's real and grassroots. And they know that we're all different. They know that we're all in different places with our journeys with Jesus, too. They know where they're wrong and they know where they're right. They don't they know that they're wrong in some places that they need that they need help and guidance. And that's why I loved when I saw somebody say, I was in Isabella's chat and I said something about her using the Lord's name in vain. That's great. But I will never, ever silence these people or censor them, ever. So I just want you guys to all know that now. Please do not send me emails saying, how dare you let somebody like Isabella on your... That is not godly. And if you're going to be a godly Christian network, then you need to nip that, nip that in the bud. Really? Would Jesus have done that? Jesus ate with sinners and thieves and liars and, and, and prostitutes. Why would I surround myself around people who say they don't sin? Doesn't make much sense. I want to take a second, if I may, if you guys will allow me to. I'd like to uh, 
take a second to highlight uh, Trumpet Daily, folks. And we've talked about them. You guys know that they are a wonderful sponsor of Rise Up. Um, I think we're going to get more of a symbiotic relationship with the Trumpet Daily and America Under Attack. I think we're going to uh, start doing some shows and stuff together. I don't know yet. Don't quote me, but that's what I'm trying. There aren't a lot of voices out there bold enough to call out America's leaders for what they are doing, especially from a Christian point of view. Trumpet Daily does. The host is Stephen Flurry, and he's on five days a week on TrumpetDaily.com. I urge you guys to check it out. Charging hard against the radicals, the leftists, the pretend conservatives, and even some people who are probably flying under the radar. Trumpet Daily was one of the first ones to call out Barack Obama and call what he was doing treason. Trumpet Daily has perspective that is really unique, and you can go take a look for yourself and prove it for yourself, but what makes it different from any other programs, kind of like LFA TV, is how it applies the Bible to the news. How are we supposed to give the news without doing it from a biblical point of view? That's why I respect these guys, and that's why it was so great to have a partnership with them. It's different than all other shows and all other news networks, and that's what we are trying to build as well. Definitely a great, great thing. So try TrumpetDaily.com, TrumpetDaily.com, live or on demand, TrumpetDaily.com. I want to go to Every Day with Jesus. Because this is the last book I usually read from, I never get a chance to read it. Because we run out of time, because we have such a great uh, conversation-based program here. But what I like about Every Day with Jesus is it gives like a real account. It gives like a testimony. And today we're going to read from God's love doesn't keep score. Folks, God's love is unconditional, okay? God's love doesn't keep score because God's love is unconditional. Meaning that there's nothing you can do to deserve it. There's nothing you can do to earn it. There's nothing. Jesus has already done that. It's unconditional. And it doesn't keep score. 1 Corinthians 13.5 says, thinketh no evil. Many years ago, this is just a, this is a a confession, a testimony. Many years ago, Jamie and I sat down to have a discussion. We felt we needed to talk some things out. What we did was give each other a list of what we thought the other was doing wrong. Amazingly, this list went back years and included even the smallest acts. It became obvious to both of us that we had been keeping a mental ledger of all the things that we thought the other was doing wrong. This is a very uh, common thing that, a, that a, uh, a Christian does when they try to evangelize or bring somebody help bring somebody to God. They focus on the bad that they've done. It's just not a good way of doing it. I'm not saying it's not needed, but it's not a good way of doing it. This isn't God's kind of love. It is not the forgiving love of Jesus that we are supposed to enjoy and walk in every day. Therefore, we made a decision to keep to quit keeping score. No more storing up things that hurt us so we could use them in our next discussion. At first, this was scary. It was like taking all the ammunition out of our lives and all the ammunition out of our weapons. But then we realized that we weren't each other's enemies. We shouldn't have any weapons pointed at each other. That's why it's hard in a Republican primary, right? 
We made a decision not to dwell on the things that we disliked about each other. We chose to think only on the good and let God take care of the rest. It's amazing how much different this has made our lives. The love of Jesus worked a, be- worked a lot better than our accusations and indictments to make our marriage a great marriage. Thinking on evil only gives fuel to, to the fires of self-pity, anger, and bitterness that Satan wants to use to ignite within us. Thinking on the wrongs we suffer from others magnifies the offense until it becomes bigger than it actually is. The love, the devil loves to take a small splinter-sized offense. We were talking about offenses made towards each other in the beginning of the show, right? Magnify it to the size of a baseball bat and then beat our brains out with it. That's vivid. Don't let him do that. Decide today to quit keeping score of all the offenses that come our way. Forgive and go on, thinking instead of things that are pure, lovely, and of a good rapport. How many times have we seen somebody right here on LFA say, well, I didn't like the way I was just spoke to. I'm never watching LFA again. Took a tiny offense. Let Satan turn it to the size of a baseball bat and beat their brains out with it. And guess what? Gone. Gone. Never to return. It's not the kind of people we should be. It's not the kind of attitudes we should have. That's not the kind of behavior that we should portray. We're Christians. We are the light of the world. Why are we so judgmental, so rude to each other? Why are we so quick to anger at each other, especially when we know that stuff through text is never the way it's supposed to be taken when it's said from somebody's mouth? Why? Do you know when somebody says, Jeremy, you're rude and you're acting crazy and you're loud today. You should probably cut it out. I take offense to that and I don't know why I do because they're right. I want to read something to you real quick. It is our job if anyone, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and somebody brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. So why do I get mad when somebody tries to bring me back to the path? I'll tell you why. The devil. Satan uses those, ta- those moments in time to make you feel so offended. And Eli says it best. What happens when you get offended? Nothing. You don't get a scar from it. It's really up to you whether you get offended or not. Something Eli has always said that I always remembered. What happens when you get offended? Absolutely nothing. Eli said, back in the day, you just go along with your day. Let's try to do that today. Myself included. Let's go to the verse of the day, folks, uh, because we're running close on time here. I titled it, Where We Go One, We Go All. I said, hello, it's Wednesday, and we've made it halfway through another week here on this beautiful planet that God has given us to learn our basic instructions before coming home to heaven. Earth is an amazing place filled with wonderful and great things. I don't look at all the evil in the world and lose hope. I look at all the good in the world and my hope in Jesus flourishes. 
I look at all the people walking around with no hope, and it saddens me, but also makes me want to spring into action. Please make sure that you share these emails and send them out so we can spread the gospel and not gossip. And then I went to the verse of the day, which is James 5, if you have your Bibles, James 5, 13 through 16, which reads, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, then he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, to each other. And pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Jeremy, your emotions open my eyes, and I need that sometimes. So do I. So do I. Folks, I'm going to let you go. This is going to conclude episode number 46 of of Rise Up. We have four more episodes to go, and we reach episode 50. I'm so excited. I'm also so excited that Will Johnson will be filling Friday nights at 5 p.m. where I used to have a show. I'm so grateful to bring him on. We also have Ask LFA that's going to be Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. This Saturday will be the first one live right here. It will be live so you guys can chat, but it's pre-recorded. And Sean Farish with Ungoverned is coming up next. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for rumbling. If you've not liked the video, please do so on your way out. We want a record number of likes here. The show is growing in its viewership. So I'm going to leave you with a little bit of holy water by We the Kingdom and Tasha Cobbs Leonard. You guys have a great day and make sure you show Mike Crispy, Kevin Smith, Anna, Isabella, and Sean Farish all the love in the world by giving them rumbles as well, guys. See you later. Have a great rest of your morning. God, I need every day. It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change. I don't want to abuse your grace. God,